Hello everyone, it's Dana and we have an episode today that Kristen and I recorded in kind of a cool way so that we could maintain this social distancing that we are all trying to follow. So Kristen called me from her husband's phone and she recorded her end of the conversation into her phone and I have all the podcasting equipment at my house so I recorded my end of the conversation here and then we combined the two audio files. So this was the first episode that we we tried that out with and I'm kind of pleasantly surprised with how the audio came out but we talk about how Kristen is now managing her home life now that her husband is working from home full time and she's home full time and They've got a full house over there 24-7. Um, and then I, I, for some reason, dating comes up. And I don't know why, but it does. And we talk about it. And it's something that I struggle with. If you've read my blog, you know I'm struggling. But I'm trying to slowly figure it out and stay open to new relationships. So we talk about that a little bit. And we're curious to hear your thoughts. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Following the Podcast. We've also got our website that has all of our episodes and our blogs. You can post comments and subscribe and do all that fun stuff. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, just enjoy this episode on quarantine. Ready, Freddy. So what's going on, Dana? Kristen, it's nine fifty-seven. It's a I don't even honestly. Who knows what day it is? March twenty-fifth. March twenty-fifth. March twenty-fifth. Wednesday night. Yep. We're losing track of all day and time because of this. You know what it feels like. You know what it feels like, Dana. The good old days when we were on summer vacation. That's what it feels like. You know what? You know what even is crazier is because of daylight savings time or the spring ahead. It's like light. Till really late at night. So like the other day I looked up and I was like, whoa, it's like five o'clock. And I, it was still light outside and it just like, for some reason got to me. I was like, whoa, the night is, the day is almost I, over and it's light. I don't know. Is that just, the day is just beginning. It's at just me. <laughs> that's that, that's like, all right, it's the, the home stretch for me. I, Ryan's usually home at that point. It's dinner. And then either I'm going to teach yoga if, there's not a quarantine yeah. or I am doing my work or going to meet clients. It's like for me, that's my day just yeah. beginning. Yeah, totally. So it's nice driving to and from and there's still light. It's yeah. totally, totally yeah. different. I agree with that when I'm not in quarantine. I'm like, heck yeah, there's so much to do. And then I think it got to me the other day because I hadn't really done much. <laughs> And then I was like, wow, the whole day is gone and I didn't really do much of anything. Oops. It's, uh, it's kind of like, but that's the thing about like summer vacation. If you think about it, you might make your bucket list of things that you want to do. And there is a timeline, like, you know, on, I don't know, I'm just making it up August 28th, you're going to be back to school or whatever. There is no deadline on this. I think that's the thing that is really difficult for a lot of people is you want to be motivated. You want to do this stuff, but it's like, do you want to tackle all the things on your to-do list right now? Because you might have nothing to do tomorrow. And honestly, (laughs) like, it's so weird because for a long time I was like, I just need like a week off. I just need some time off to like gather my thoughts, gather my stuff around my house, clean up tidy up 
do some dusting <laughs> and now dusting, like we have yes. it and I'm like there's so much to do and then I just don't do it which is just silly I I I'm having a, I've been having a hard time prioritizing focusing staying on track today was like a good day do you think that it's like um I'm sorry do you think it's like a lack of schedule kind of thing I think it's a little bit of lack of schedule and a little bit of like I don't know. All of last week, I felt really hyper-focused on other people and like checking in and, and staying positive and making it more about other people. And then over the weekend, there was a shift where it became about me. Like I'm working from home this week, so I'm not going into work. I, I just, I don't know, when it became about me and like literally just being quarantined in my house and not going anywhere and not helping people and not getting out there. It, it like Monday was a really tough day. That was the day where I looked up and I was like, wow, the whole day is gone basically. And I didn't, I think that says a lot about you though. Doesn't that say a lot about you? Well, I don't really have it together. Not that that's not what I'm saying about that is it's more that when it's about somebody else, you're super motivated. Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah, I do a better job taking care quick. of other people than I do of myself. And that's something I need to work on for sure. That's coming up. That and my relationships with men. <laughs> Those are my two <laughs> things I need to work on. I'm like, wow, I'm so bad at dating. I don't like dating. I'm mean. I'm a mean girl when it comes to dating. So I need to turn that around. So what do you mean by the fact that you're a mean girl? Like, do you just say like, bye yeah, and you're done? I just am like, or are you honest? I'm honest. So I'm brutally like, honest, yeah. but but I feel like I I turn away guys that like it could that are good guys, and I just I convince myself that they're too nice, or there's something else that's wrong with them, or I'm not ready, or I'm way happier being single. I don't want to be in a relationship, and like none of that's really true. <laughs> I don't know if good actually means right for you, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It can be a really good person and still not right for me. But those are the two things. So don't you think? I feel like I need to focus on. Our relationships with men and And, relationships with yourself. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of big animals. I feel like, yeah, those those two things to me go hand in hand. They teach you like when you're in a relationship with somebody else it teaches you a lot about yourself and when you're in a relationship with yourself it teaches you a lot about what you want in a relationship Mm -hmm. and there's no right or wrong time to be in either right I found like I was almost always in a relationship and thankfully my husband was patient enough to allow me to have a relationship with myself and then Ours got stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I think it can happen in the opposite that you can get really strong on your own. And then when you find yourself, like you're, you're going to find the right person that matches what you value for yourself. Right. I found the right person to help me find the value in myself. And it just happened to be the reverse, which I think is rare. I think that's the atypical thing. Mm -hmm. I think most people find themselves first and then they get in a relationship based off of what they value see i think my problem is is i'm a constant seeker and uh, of figuring things out about myself like that's something that's always been a character trait about me like i can remember 
middle school, like elementary school, thinking, like pondering these things about who I am and what I want and friendships and all of this stuff. So I think that my my forever excuse is going to be, I'm figuring myself out, you know, and I'm just going to keep saying that until I'm 50 years old and still single. So I think I'm trying to like figure out the balance between like right now I am pretty secure in who I am. I'm pretty happy with who I am. I definitely have some shit to figure out, but I'm pretty secure and um, I'm working on, I'm still working on stuff, but we're always working on stuff. So I feel like I am in a good spot to be in relationship and I want to be in a relationship, but then I convince myself, I'm like, no, I've got to, like, the second that a guy is nice to me, I'm like, you're too nice, I can't, I just, I need, I don't know, I just convince myself that it's me and not them, and that I need more alone time, and I need more me time, and because there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me either, but I just, like, will figure something, I'll figure out a way to scoot myself out of it, and then be single. (laughs) I, I, I'm just reflecting on some of the conversations we've had about some of the dates you've had, and I don't want to get too into detail with that <laughs> Get right into now. detail, man. <laughs> and I don't know if you're, you're so good at convincing yourself as you are me as well. I feel yeah. like the reasons that you state, I mean, I'm thinking most recently about the last gentleman that you, gentleman is a strong <laughs> word. Um, that you went out with that was like, oh my god I mean I don't want to tell that story yeah. because I it's feel a whole like, other story it's a whole podcast yeah episode. that's a, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. but, but let's just say his values were not yours and I think that that's what I'm trying to say is like that is complete like there there's a line and if values don't match up like one of those things for me is children do you want them or do you not you know mm-hmm. what I mean like that's a huge deal right um it, do, marriage do you even want to get married some people don't want to get married these days and that's fine i can't believe i just said these days but kids these days <laughs> kids these days they just don't want to get married when i was your age i pulled that one out on you the other day when i was your age it's i i think i'm gonna get my aarp card oh soon my based off of this conversation alone <laughs> get out of here it's all right I'm, I'm okay with it yeah yeah i um it's it's a weird thing dating. Dating is a weird thing. And I got to I I'm I'm such a I I'm such a one date girl. I go on one date and then I'm like, "Bye. I don't do second dates." <laughs> this is so I'm learning <laughs> learning that about you. So tell me more about where do you find the person to even go on oh one date with? Cuz I don't I don't know what that world is like. It's been a decade? It's been more than that. Um, 12 years. So the app that I... So here's the problem. Is you go on these apps and then I go on them because I'm a brat. I'm just kidding. I'm not a brat. But I go on them for like 72 hours. Then I'm like, I've had it. <laughs> and I delete them. But the... All right. Is there like a freebie version the, for 72 hours? Because that would totally get me to come off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. No. It's... You can be on it for as long as you want. And I just get bored. Not bored. <laughs> But the one I like is Hinge. I like Hinge. I've done Bumble, but the problem with Bumble is the girls have to start the conversation. The women, I should say, have to start the conversation. And I'm just like, 
these guys give you no material, you know? They just post photos and nothing else. Where Hinge, there's conversation starters. Like, people answer. It's more the norm on Hinge to answer profile questions. So, like, one of the questions is, like, which you see this one a lot. If anybody listening is on Hinge, you, I know you feel me. Everybody puts best travel story. Everybody. So I refuse to put that as one of my questions. But so, but still, nonetheless, it's a conversation starter. So then you have, like, Hinge allows you to, it just, I don't know. I guess it it's, allows more icebreakers. But the problem is the pool is a little bit more shallow on Hinge. So, like, I've done this thing where I download the app. I'll have it. The longest I've had it, I think, is, like, a week maybe 10 days. So what do you mean by the pool is more shallow? Like there's way more women on it than men? I Well, I don't know how many women are on it, but like the times that I've had it, I'll have it for a few days and then I delete it. And then like a couple months later, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to do it. I'm going to download a dating app. So I download Hinge again. And then like, it'll be new guys. And then I'll start seeing the same guys from my last go around or like people that have matched with before. And I just am like, and then had you reach out to them though yeah like, like maybe and just like no really dana this is my dana biggest, you need to you need to see this guy. i'm gonna tell you right now this is my biggest online dating pet peeve with these dating apps so there have been multiple times multiple times that i, I will have matched with somebody we start talking and then uh one of us will delete the app or one of us will stop responding and then the conversation goes nowhere and Wait, so you're kind of like in that that fault a little yeah, bit too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in this too. Oh yeah, it. I'm riding that train. Yeah. Um, and then I'll delete the app. And then a few months later, I'll see the same guy. And then he'll message me or he'll like a photo. He'll, he'll simply like a photo rather than like, I think what's better with Hinge is that you can comment on a photo or you can comment on a question. So like if somebody says greatest travel story is like visited Los Angeles or something, I can respond and be like, I lived in Los Angeles. Where did you visit or something? And then it's a conversation starter. So you'll, I will have meet, met these guys. We start, one of us will stop talking to the other person. I delete the app. A few months later, I go back on the app. I see the same guy and then he'll just like a photo, not start a conversation, just like a photo. And I'm like, why are you, we tried this. Why are you Maybe they don't remember that we matched or something, but it's happened to me like so many times. I mean, maybe it is the universe. Especially if they stayed on <laughs> the universe, blame everything on the universe. Um, but maybe they've just stayed on it so long and met like so many people. I know I've been in that boat where I'm like, I'll remember everybody yeah. for the rest of my life. I'll never forget. Like I can remember faces, but that's true profile pictures change that's true like i literally i last two days and these guys are probably on there for a few because they have more stamina i I don't know i feel like it's time to challenge you i think it's time to challenge you to take 30 days oh my god i tried this i tried this before i told my friend i I was like i'll commit to a month i'll do this for you and she was like okay you're gonna do this and i was like yeah i'll do this for you and i did not (laughs) i that's the longest time i lasted i think i lasted like 10 days and i was like oh i cannot because you see but, the same so, people. But so let's just say this. Let's just say this. The app just remains on your phone okay. for 30 days. Okay. All right. I can do that. Well, now we're in quarantine. So like I saw. <laughs> you're you're going to leave it in now, three hours. Well, now I have another excuse. <laughs> I have quarantine. I can say, well, we, it's just not working out because we're never going to see each other because we're in quarantine. Um, 
so that we can just add that we can add that to my repertoire of excuses um but how romantic you're gonna you're gonna have so much i know oh my gosh i saw a thing (laughs) you're not gonna be able to have any physical contact (laughs) you have to remain six feet apart there's not gonna be any awkward like do we kiss do we not (laughs) i saw a thing that was like i saw a thing that was like um now men are gonna have to court women like old school courting like you know write letters make phone calls and I'm like, no woman actually wants that, but we should want that. I I almost want it. Like, you have no idea. I wish this was on speakerphone. I should just hand the phone over to, to Ryan right now. He has no idea what we've just been talking about. <laughs> how, how quarantine, <laughs> how quarantine is going to make all men, Ryan, um, have to court women like the good old days. And all I could think about is, what did I say? 17 dates? Was it 17 dates? Until (laughs) you're just giggling. (laughs) You you can't deny this. I have evidence. No, I don't have evidence. (laughs) Don't give me the side eye. Do you want to weigh in on this at all? All I'll say is I saw facebook thing that says once quarantine is lifted and it was a bunch of pregnant women wow. walking down the street <laughs> <laughs> off topic <laughs> that is sounds it? like a hint is it? more than weighing in on courtship <laughs> i'm gonna leave that there i've seen that too that's pretty funny yes i no sports all that's canceled so <laughs> I'm sorry. My my problem is all of the the letters and the text messages and the phone calls. I'm like, oh, that would be so sweet if somebody would do that. And then the reality is, if somebody did that, I'd be like, oh, you're being way too nice. Stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> Give me my alone time. Is it because you think that men should be like a little bit not nice? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, uh, almost it's almost so the kid up. on a playground, right? When they really like you, they yeah. throw dirt at you. What is wrong with <laughs> like, us? Kick kick sand in your direction. Yeah, I, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, um, maybe it's just know. maybe I just need to grow up. Ryan was a nice guy, and I did not believe it for a long time. I remember distinctly being like, "Oh, um, there's this dance class that I really want to try, or I've been going to." Period. Like, and if you want to come you can come but like you know no pressure and he's like yeah i'll go i'll go and a hundred percent i was like he's not gonna show up hundred percent like i maybe 99.98 percent because i think <laughs> that there's a little bit of everybody that has hope and faith right was like 99.98 percent he's not showing up sure is sure is shizzle he showed up <laughs> i was like what he was not necessarily the best dancer. <laughs> um, but he did it. And I was like, wow, wow, that that says something. And it was being nice and like yeah. being honest. And right. It's, and he's saying it's not that hard. But I'm also wondering if that is a generation thing. Probably, probably. I mean, he's, yeah. I, I'm going to spill the beans. He's in his 40s. 
So I don't know if it's like guys that you're dating that are in their 20s and 30s might be different. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like the online dating thing too. It's like shopping. You know what I mean? It's like, well, if this one doesn't work out, I could just find another, which is so... Oh, that sounds you know? so true and sad. It's and so real. wrong. Oh, I'm, I know. And I'm sitting here looking at a Wayfair commercial thinking that is exactly how online dating is. If this it rug is. doesn't work out, I will return it and get a new one. It is. And you That's know what? Sad. So I'm listening to an audiobook. I'm listening to an audiobook about um, dating and, and women and how uh, just like being a woman and dating and how freaking picky we are. And it's so funny because the author literally describes me to a T. <laughs> and she so you wrote the book, the book. <laughs> yeah basically um i think yeah i think i did um she starts the book with an analogy about a marriage or a husband's store so the woman goes into the husband's store first floor it says this guy has a great job and she's like hmm, i'm gonna go to the second floor and see what's up there she goes to the second floor and it's like this guy has a great job and he's very kind and she's like, hmm, that sounds good, but I'm going to go to the third floor. Every floor, a new really good attribute gets added to the man. So like by the sixth or seventh floor, it's like, he's got a great personality. He's hilarious. Great job. Very kind. Really good at sports. Like whatever it is, he's like different qualities. And then she's like, goes up to the eighth floor and there's no men because they're all married. <laughs> so she she lost her opportunity to find any good guy because she's getting more and more picky. And then in the same scenario, a guy goes to the store. He goes to the first floor. She's got a good job. Second floor, whatever it is. And then no man. And then she's, she ends the analogy with no man has visited the fourth floor because they all found their wives by the third floor. Because men are more, I guess, or less picky. <laughs> than women where women are just like well we can find something better we can find something better we can find something better and um it's just i thought it was a funny analogy and then she goes into just like how women are will say i want a guy who's tall but not taller than six three i want him to be kind but not overbearing i want him to be like all these things with butts and i was like yep this is me right here so sorry, sorry to all the guys I've dated and just not gone to, not gone to round two. Although, hey, maybe they didn't want to go to second date with me. It's not all about me, but I'm just saying I'm a, I'm a picky girl. I mean, maybe, but it's, it's so funny that this is the conversation we're having because I feel like when, and I'm really going to date myself here and I'm definitely going to earn my AARP card here. But when I was your age, when I was 20, in my 20s, and I was thinking about dating again before I met Ryan, I read a book, of course, and it was more like how to, oh God, I wish I knew the title of it. It was like more like how to get a guy to like you, <laughs> mm. right? Um, and it was more about like all the things that you can do in order to get like be more attractive and it's like you know make a man feel like he's the man by opening jars for you and things like <laughs> that um and then like you know not giving anything up before the third fifth or seventh date whatever like the right. math All was these rules so, yeah. yeah yeah so it's so interesting that now it seems i guess it's close to a decade later that women are are so um 
There should be a book about how to win over a woman because we are tough. Maybe, yeah. At it's least shifted. I am. And I'm only, tough. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, or the you name, just know what you want. There's different I, ways to think about it. I had to check and I couldn't remember the name of the book, but I'm listening to it on Audible. It's called Marry Him, The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough. <laughs> it's by Lori Gottlieb, which makes it sound really like you're settling. But the way that she – I like the way that she's she's written it, and um, I like it so far. But enough about me, Kristen. Let's talk about you and your kids. I have nothing. And I have nothing no, to add to this. You have so much. Um but tell me about what it's like homeschooling your kids. And now I know Ryan is working from home this week. So what's that? What is that like? Okay, so that was literally today that Ryan is working from home. And um, about 24 hours ago, I turned to him and I was like, so should we talk about how tomorrow is going to go? What <laughs> do you want it to look like? And he was like, eh, I'm just going to put my computer here and I'm going to do some things. And I'm like, okay, all right. And it, it's interesting because I distinctly remember my, so I'm going to, I'll come back to this, but like my aunt and uncle talking about deployment and how the hardest part was re-entry because my aunt was like, oh, I would have my whole routine and everything, I would be used to him being gone. Then he'd come back and think everything was just how it was before he left, but the kids have grown or our routine has changed. So that's kind of stuck with me and I'm like, all right. And when Ryan came back after Ian was born from his deployment, I was like, uh, yeah, this is weird. Like there's just, I have my things that I do and you're just trying to like do this with us and it's not working. So trying to remember that, trying to be proactive, you know, this time last night I was like, all right, so I'm home with the kids. You're typically not. Plus you're going to be unavailable because you're working, but you're going to be here. So it's like this really weird dynamic. Um, He's like, nah, nah, I got this. Like, we'll be good. Like, okay. And it was fine. Like, I don't think it was a, a quote unquote bad day, but there was definitely like parts in the day where it was like right off the bat was like, Tough. hey kids, how about we eat this blah, blah, blah right now? And I'm like, and that sounds super great. And like, someone's trying to help you and trying to be a great person and dad and like get your kids fed. But I'm like, Yes, but then you're going to go and do your work, and then I'm going to be here still making my breakfast, and they're going to be done with theirs, and it's going to be mayhem because they're going to be running around. like The workflow got just, thrown off. Yeah, yeah my, like my workflow. Yeah, right. The, the right. mom flow got, got thrown right. off. But mom it didn't. Flow. Well, but I like it, that. Mom flow. Uh, but it didn't because luckily we have enough of a respect for each other where I was like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. You know, that's, that's not how we do things. And this is kind of what I was cautious about. So there is, there is bumps, you know, throughout the day, like not anything catechismic, catechismic. What is that word? Yeah. Um, nothing that we couldn't handle. And I think that's something that we have handled well is we're going to disagree. Things aren't always going to go perfectly, but we try to listen to each other. We try to see each other's perspectives um how how do you guys handle disagreements <laughs> how do we handle disagreements um it's gotten better I would say that I think that um before uh, I'll before 
yoga, before self-development, before growing and learning, it was a mess. Um, I guess what I would say is that I learned a lot of how to handle conflict from growing up and it was, in my opinion, not handled well. And he handled conflict the way that he learned growing up, which was more of like, wait until nobody else is around, which is, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, so my desire for it to be like, I want to talk about this now and his to be like, no, let's wait, have kind of had to blend a little bit. Mm. Um, but I think it's important to show our children that there is going to be disagreement. There is going to be conflict and you can talk about it in a respectful way. I am not perfect at it by any means, but I'm trying and I'm trying to get better every time. So, Mm. um, generally we're we're decent at it but we're I like that yeah (laughs) we're human you know we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna I have regrets I don't want to speak for my husband but like I know there have been times where I'm like probably should have waited or said this in a different way um and I I do try to always apologize when I feel I am genuine in that and really want to change going forward like I own that and I'm going to work on making that not as jerky in the future yeah I'm definitely like that the the let's talk about this right now yeah I struggle struggle with uh with holding holding things holding off waiting yep especially when it's like you're I don't know. I feel for me, I'm like boiling sometimes, not like boiling oh, yeah, hot, same. searing same. mad, but like this is something that's important to me now. Yep. Yep. So it's urgent. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so there's value. What you're saying is there's value in taking a deep breath, waiting until you can talk <laughs> about it privately. And, you know, that's why you and Ryan are still married and happily married. But there is value, I believe, in having conflict, not arguing, not fighting, not screaming, not yelling in front of one another, but having a disagreement in front of your children and helping them navigate that. Like, what does that look like when two people that do respect each other, that are doing their best, like, what does that look like in its improving form I don't want to say it's at its best form I think we're working towards that and I think we're getting better uh, probably more me than him he's really great at composure and understanding Um, so I think it's it is not necessarily like brushing it under the rug Mm -hmm. it's normal people you're not going to agree with everybody in the world that's how the the world's greatest ideas come apart or come come up you know so totally Um, it's a valuable lesson to learn how to navigate that for sure and maybe it's more important to me because I don't feel I had the best example growing up Um, so I think it's more important to me that my kids see that there is ways Mm. to handle it yeah so what are you I saw you post earlier how you laminate sheets for Ian to save money (laughs) can you talk about that because it's brilliant (laughs) it's like the most so my friend my dear friend Emily we met when we were studying abroad in France 
She is a homeschool mom of three. Um, her children are, oh gosh, I hope I get it right, seven, four, and almost one. Seven, three, and almost one. I don't know, but she has three children, so that just mm-hmm. boggles my mind. And remembering my own phone number is difficult to do. So, Emily, I love you. I'm sorry I don't remember their na- their ages, but um, she has a million brilliant ideas. But here's the thing is, like, all the brilliant ideas, I'm sure some of them are her own and she's creatively come up with to help. But we all beg and borrow and steal from one another. Like, every. Every great mom has another great mom behind her. And every great dad has a great dad behind him too, you know. I love that. Um, So it totally came from her. Um, You know, when you have even just one child, you want to teach them the alphabet. You get the alphabet book from the store. Okay, they take a marker and they color all over the page and then boom, it's gone. Well, hey, guess what? You stick it in one of these plastic sheets that you can also get at the dollar store you get a whiteboard marker, and then you can just use that sheet 500 times, and they can color all over it. They can actually do the thing they're, quote-unquote, supposed to do with it. Um, but, all from yeah. the dollar store. All from the dollar store. I love it. Um, but, yeah, we're just... Because I bet you could get laminated sheets like that from Amazon for, like, 50 bucks a book. Yeah, or something ridiculous, yeah. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, we we got the colorful ones from Amazon only because... I was like, I need something quick and I don't have time or energy to go to the dollar store and hunt for these just right. if they don't have them. So, I mean, there are, there are options within it. So, um, yeah, we're just trying to stay busy where I try to plan something every day. We have music Mondays. That's like our staple. And then it's like every other morning is we try to do an activity and then a walk and then lunch. And then the day flows from there. It's, um, you know, it's a little bit of learning, but mostly just fun and a little loose structure. I like it. Yeah. So how do you how do you invite structure for yourself? How do you take uh, care of yourself? Well, now usually you have a few days where you're teaching yoga in the morning and then you're teaching at night or you have clients and you're not home all day every day. So how are you managing that for you right now? It's not happening. It is just not happening. Um, my boundary with myself is generally get in my car and go to a place. And I don't have that right now. So mm-hmm. um, it's very hard for me to be upstairs in a room like doing yoga or whatever and hearing the family downstairs. I either feel like I'm missing out or I'm not doing enough or I, it just feels – it doesn't feel the same and I'm – that is definitely a struggle. Mm. Um, I'm trying to do the workouts that the yoga shop is posting and do the do the class that's posted every day. And I put on a couple. I've not completed them. Um, it just it's been a challenge, and I don't know what my resistance is to it. I think part of it is the place, and I wake up go through my day and go to sleep and like everything happens in these four walls where that's, I don't know. It's just a challenge for Mm -hmm. me. I've always, I've always said like, I, I respect and admire stay at home moms who this is their norm. I really truly do. But I know that that is something that I, 
I personally couldn't do 24-7. Like, part-time yeah. is my jam. Um, or, you know, some work is where I find my balance. So not right. having a structured work is difficult. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I feel that, and I don't even have kids. I literally thought that today. I'm like, wow, I don't have children, and I feel... I, I have I have felt completely like the train just got derailed. And I can't oh, yeah. imagine if I had kids. Something that I saw that was really important and valuable is there is no right way to feel right now. And you're going to feel a million different things. Because when in life has this ever happened to any of us? Right. Never. So you're allowed to feel anxious, scared, annoyed, frightened, happy, excited, relieved. Like you're allowed to feel all of these things, sometimes all of them in a day. Like it's yeah, just, you it's do just, it's crazy. You do feel I I have literally felt all of those in a day. It's so mm-hmm. weird. I'll like I mean, I have to say. So today's Wednesday. Sunday and Monday I was like not in a great headspace. I was not mentally feeling feeling very good um and yesterday I I was like all right take yourself out of this get you can do this get out of here and so like half the day was good the first half of the day not so great second half of the day I started to kind of pull myself up how did that how did that happen darkness I made the decision (laughs) Mm. I know that sounds very simple it's a very simple way of putting it but it's it's the truth I um and it's not that I couldn't it's not that I didn't know the decision was available and that option was available to me Sunday and Monday because it was and I knew that but I wasn't ready or willing I guess to seize it and um actually Annie Q who's the owner of the yoga shop texted me yesterday and asked me how I was feeling and I was like, honestly, I'm not in a great place. I'm not, I haven't been, yesterday was a tough day. I'm not feeling great. And she said, what makes you happy? And I said, yoga and being outside. And so it was like that simple, somebody asking me, what makes you happy? And me respond, and my response, me figuring it out. I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? So I went for a run, a one mile run. And then I came home and I did some yoga. I did Kim Sharp's uh, podcast and it felt great to move my body and be outside. And that's kind of what turned it around for me. Um, and then last night we were talking about this earlier of like, oh, it's so great. You like don't have to shave your legs or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I'm shaving my legs. I'm like, I'm going out. I'm going to shower tonight and I'm going to get myself ready as if I'm going out tomorrow or going to work tomorrow. And so I did. And then today I got up. My landlord, who's, um, I live in a duplex. She is the other half of the duplex. And so we're sort of like quarantine pals because we already interact and we already like spent, see each other. So she texted me this morning and was like, do you want to go for a walk? And so that got me right. I mean, I would have probably been in bed for another 30 minutes if she didn't text me so we went for a walk and then I came home I made myself a nice healthy breakfast and I just made the choice get it together Dana and I did it got it it together it sounds like too like again it's other people right like you'll perform I guess 
or you'll make those choices when other people kind of spark you to do it. Right, right. Yeah. And somebody actually, somebody also texted me um, that I work with, that I actually, it's one of my clients from my job, texted me yesterday and um, like checking in and mentioned working out. And I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. And so it was like earlier in the day, Annie was like, what makes you happy? And I'm like going outside and doing yoga. And then that person texted me and they, they said, have you been doing a lot of yoga? And I was like, <sighs> and so I was like, all right, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to do some yoga. I'm going to do both of those things. And I did. And then it, it really turned it around. So yeah, those three people <laughs> turned it, helped me turn it around. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure the day before you probably or last week when you were out donating blood to people and helping other people you know it's like it's that ripple and it's already returned back to you you know that power of three you're one person going out and helping who knows how many people you just helped and now three people are almost immediately returning that favor to you you know and it's not that that's not why you did it you know I I know that's not why you did it but that's how karma the universe works yeah it's a it's a cool way of thinking about it actually because i do believe that we should look out for each other and we should check in with each other and i've tried to do that for other people and people did that for me this week and it worked you know it just shows it goes to show you that the value of checking in on our people making sure we're all good you know Mm -hmm. definitely so how are your kids with all of this how are they doing they have no idea i i just they are like (laughs) They're cool. I mean, they miss their grandparents. Um, we call them Mem and Jodge. It's my husband's parents. Um, so Meme and Jodge for French and Canadian. Or no, sorry, French, Canadian, and Polish people. Maybe you know those phrases or those names. Um, so Meme is? French, Canadian, and okay. Jodge is Polish. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... My husband's 50-50, um, but not that that matters. But so they just miss them. They miss them a lot and, and vice versa. Like they they see them typically two, three, maybe four times a week um, at the least and at the most. Um, but they are like my, my mother-in-law really is like she has a huge hand in raising them and mm-hmm. has helped us a ton when I was – Working as a, as a teacher, she would be with Ian um, three days a week. So it's, it's she's a huge figure in his life. Um, even with Remy, she saw her basically three days a week too. Um, mm. So it's that's probably the hardest part is like we, you know, I, me- I remember messaging and being like, look, I'm really sorry. I don't want to sound like we're being mean or anything, but I think it's for the best for you guys that we keep the kids away from you so that you're healthy and it's you know I remember my my mother-in-law retiring and being like this is so boring and blah blah blah. and we're like guess what we're having a kiddo and she's like oh this is great I have something to do now kind of a thing um so I I'm sure she's feeling you know the same that she did when she had she was bored and she had nothing to do and there's not a lot to look forward to so that that's it's a it was a hard decision to make, but it was I feel the right one. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we're all just yeah. doing our best. Or we hope. We hope we're all just doing our best. I, I think 
you know, as painful as it is, you're doing your best, you know, you're doing what you can. Totally. And apparently, Connecticut is one of the top states for social, I don't like the term social distancing, one of the top states for physical distancing. Meaning that we're like doing the best job at actually yeah. respecting it? Go yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. I guess there was a company, I forget the name of it, it which it was a Connecticut tracking. based company? <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, it did it did the top counties in the country and the top states in the in the country and all the top counties were all Connecticut counties for top counties. Um they it was they were using people's GPS on their phones, which is like they just you know, Uncle Sam knows everything. The I guess. government can do whatever they want, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um it was I'm pretty sure it, it was a private company. I don't know. I, I, I Now I feel like I got to look up my facts. But they were using people's phones as GPS. Let me see. I have it. Um, and Connecticut was doing the best. So go Connecticut. Cool. I like it. Go us. Yeah, right? Hopefully the other states will adhere to that, though, you know? Yeah. Um, not, not to be the best, but just to be responsible respectful of of the disease honestly and the like, doctors that are trying to save our lives yeah I saw something um my mom is a nurse and she posted something like uh, there was a, a guy in a tent in his garage that's he's in the medical field I don't know if doctor nurse whatever but um just showing that that's the links that healthcare workers are going to mm to stay, keep their families healthy, but also continue to do their job. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, my sister yeah. is a nurse, and uh, and my mom is working at a hospital in Connecticut right now. She's a chaplain, and some I just I the things that they're seeing and the things that they're having to do. It's just, uh, I am so appreciative of everything that healthcare, all everybody in the healthcare system. Of course, yes, doctors and nurses, but also just anybody working in a hospital right now that's in that environment of like high stress and high stakes and, you know, who gets what and ugh, it's just, it's tough. So I definitely feel very strongly that I want to do my part to not overwhelm the healthcare system and doing that will also like... God forbid somebody gets in a car accident right now. You know what I mean? Like, forget about coronavirus. What if somebody just needs to go to the hospital because they've got a you know, pain in their chest, you know, mm-hmm. which I guess is a symptom. But, like, they have something that's not coronavirus and they can't get help because all the beds are full because of coronavirus. Like, I just, it, it makes me feel proud of the state. And, yeah, I hope other states uh, follow suit. And I hope people are taking this seriously, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, uh, I gotta say I'm getting close to my bedtime. I know. Uh, <laughs> likewise, but, um, no, I, I'm glad that we hopped on this today and, yeah. um, it's sad that we can't be together, but again, like we're doing what we can, even, right. even good friends, you know, family right. where right. it's, uh, interesting. I, I, were, was it you that were telling me about the psychic that said that this was going to happen and then two oh years later it was going to come back? So yeah. this is a little training exercise for when it happens again. That, hopefully we learn. Yes. Hopefully we learn and we understand the power of preparation and information 
and mm-hmm. take it take it uh, not with a grain of salt. You know, take it with yeah. It's open almost like ears. We're, we're trained. It's almost like we're trained to take things from with a grain of salt from our politicians and from you know. Yeah, multiple so, places. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just a big learning curve here for a lot of a lot of different things. Well, Dana, it was fun talking to you. I miss you. It's fun. I miss you too. We'll talk. We'll talk to you soon. I guess. Yeah, we will. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.